Hello and welcome to the latest edition of the Mimiverse Monthly Audiocast. I am your host, writer-director Christopher R. Mim, and I have to ask, are you there? Are you listening? Are you okay? But really, are you listening? Not just to me, but, uh, well, everything going on right now. Uh, this has been quite a year. All the normal stuff all of us were expecting is not happening, clearly. And when the deadly virus took over and we were all sort of stuck waiting it out, I don't think any of us thought that what happened recently in the world would be the thing that would overtake that. And as a guy who grew up in Minneapolis, as I watch all the coverage of the horrible injustice that happened in Minneapolis, one of the strangest things about it is recognizing every single thing they're showing. Every street, every business. I mean, that's that's my home. And so... There's this surrealness to everything that's going on right now, and yet, absolutely none of this is about me. I am a middle-aged white guy who grew up in Minneapolis, which, let's be honest, is one of the whitest damn cities in this entire country. It's true. It's a lot of white Scandinavian types. A lot of Germans and Polish people. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's very white. It's not as white as some places, but it's still not great for non-white residents. That is the truth. And if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, now he's talking about it. Can I just find somewhere to get away from it? No, you can't. And that's, that's the point right now. You can't get away from it. You can't ignore it. You can't walk away from it and pretend it doesn't exist. I know the Mimiverse is a place where you can get away. It's an escape. And it is. It's all about goofy monsters and cute alien puppets and kids saving the world. It's about giant spiders. It's, it's, it's about moon zombies. And, and there's an undercurrent to my work that sometimes... I don't necessarily think some people catch on to. This is a bit of a tangent, but it also speaks to some of the things I do on purpose. Recently, there was a guy on Amazon who reviewed the monster of Phantom Lake, and he liked it for basically all the wrong reasons. He looked at it as if I was making a movie, as he kind of said, free of all that SJW crap. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, SJW stands for Social Justice Warriors. It's a catch-all phrase for, well, people who fight for social justice. Which, my good friend Rachel Grubb, who you know from several of my movies like The Monster of Phantom Lake and most recently in Queen of Snakes, she made a good point when her and I were talking about people using social justice warrior as an insult. And she said, it speaks a lot to people and the way they look at the world, that they would think that someone fighting for justice, albeit social justice, would think of that as an insult. These are the same people who, whenever something horrible happens in the world, like this, 
and you have companies or people or artists or whatever who, who, who go out there and they say, I agree, this is not cool. This is bad. This is, we got to fight this. We got to do something to fix this. And then you have these people, these same people who jump like, oh, virtue signaling, virtue signaling. As if standing up and being counted and saying, you know what, this is bullcrap and, and, and this is not okay. And I stand with the people who are fighting this is somehow a bad thing. Because these cynical assholes want to believe that having a particular mindset or a, a philosophy that doesn't jibe with their own sad superiority complexes, which is funny because a lot of these people are not particularly superior in many ways. You know, they just want to hurt other people because they're sad. And I mean sad both as depression and pathetic. I've met some of these folks along the way, the, the trolls, human trolls, right? Uh, I've met some of these people and I've gotten into these, these discussions with some of these folks and I just do not understand the way these people see the world or what they're fighting for. So to go back to this guy who uh, I was talking about, he, he, he left a review that it was very obvious that he missed certain things because he liked the monster family lake because men were men and women were women and they knew their place and, and there's none of that SJW crap. And really what he's saying is he liked the fact that there was a straight white male who saved the day and women, you know, fawned all over him. And but, it, but the thing is, is like Professor Jackson is a caricature of heroes from the past. Professor Jackson is actually a dick. And that was written specifically to turn a mirror on the sexist attitudes of those old movies and make fun of it. That was on purpose. And I've done that throughout all my stuff. Now, as my movies go on, this guy has clearly been watching them. And as they go on, I become a little more blatant with that. And I start breaking out of the cliches of the films of that time period and trying to give particularly women something more to do than to be the, the pretty person who must be saved. I mean, if you look at it, a lot of my movies, women are the ones who save the day. The giant spider is a perfect example. The two older male scientists had good ideas, but neither of them were workable. Whose idea worked? The female scientist. The same person that General Castle gives constant crap to for just being a girl. But it was her idea that saves the day. And take Demon with the Atomic Brain. And I flipped it all upside down. Dr. Adams is the one who comes in and is constantly, constantly underestimated. And yet she's the one who kicks the crap out of everything and saves the day. And in the end, she kisses the boy. He doesn't kiss her. She does it. She decides to do what she wants. It's not up to him. It's up to her. Because... She saved the day. She gets the guy. And here's the thing. And this all sort of wraps back together. I know I complain a lot about Amazon and Amazon reviews and stuff. And honestly, if there's one thing I've learned over the years of making movies, the old adage about opinions are like assholes, everyone has one, is true. Like very, very sadly true. And I've learned that just because one dumbass doesn't get it and doesn't like my movies doesn't matter. Because some people do. And I know those people get it and they enjoy it for whatever it is and whatever it means to them. 
but the people who feel the need to go online and, and just spread hate and ugliness, well, I'll never respect you, and that's fine. There's always that part of me that's like, hey, you make a movie so I can make fun of you. What I really wish, and this is a another side tangent, I wish that everyone who leaves a review of anything anywhere should have to give their name and identity so you know who they are. And then I should be able to go look up where they work and write reviews of their performance. It's interesting to me that movies is like the one thing that so many people feel empowered to just go after, that that's acceptable. That's okay. And we accept that. But if this guy who's coming after me, I find out that he works at uh, Tires Plus or whatever, I don't know, picking something out of the hat here. I can't just be like, oh, that guy, uh, he has no idea how to change a tire. My God. And I guess you can kind of do that with Yelp. But I think it'd be great if we actually knew who these people are. That anonymity makes people terrible. And for all I know, it's someone I pissed off years ago. And if that's the case, that's even sadder. <laughs> that's even more pathetic. Uh, that you could go on Amazon just to be like a dink because I pissed you off or I fired you or, or I decided not to work with you because you suck. You know what I mean? Anyway, the point is, and this is how it's all linked, is I don't do that to people. I try to live my life as an example of being a decent person. I was taught by my parents to just try and be a good person. Don't hurt people. Don't, don't be a dick. Fight for what's right. Stand up to bullies. And ultimately, have empathy for your fellow human beings. If there's something that I'm finding disturbing lately is this very distinct lack of empathy in a certain subset of people. The difficulty I have, again, I'm a middle-aged white guy in one of the whiter states in the union where this horrible thing happened. And honestly, I can't tell anyone else how to feel. I can't judge anyone else's reaction necessarily unless your reaction is that you're a butthead about it or that you're celebrating this horribleness in some way, or if you're adding to the pain, then I will judge you and I'll judge you harshly. And I hope something horrible happens to you. And maybe then you learn a fricking lesson about empathy. <laughs> it's funny. I'm talking about empathy and I'm saying, I hope something bad happens to these bad people. So many of us have seen what happened and we watched it in excruciating detail on video. And I think that's why this is a turning point in the way we look at things. To watch a man die such a horrific way. If you have empathy, you have the ability to put yourself or someone you love or someone that just means something to you in that person's shoes. And it breaks your heart. And if it doesn't, you are dead inside. And that's why 
all of this, all of the things happening now. I mean, maybe it has to. Sometimes the only way to really shake people out of their complacency is something horrible happens because unless you see it and are allowed to experience it even vicariously, you'll just go on with your life. Human beings were adaptable, right? It's easy for us to fall into patterns. Uh, coronavirus is a very good example of that. This coronavirus thing hits and it's like for a week or two, everyone's like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? And then you settle into a new normal. And for two months, I've gotten used to that new normal. You know, we're making a movie here in my house. We're staying safe. We're making adjustments to our daily routines. We're staying at home. We're doing what we can. We're wearing masks. And if you don't, I don't even want to deal with you right now. Okay. That's a whole different discussion. And if you're sick of this, this conversation I'm trying to have with you, these things I'm saying, turn it off. Go ahead. That's your right. But this is the point. We as human beings get used to things and you get complacent about them. And sometimes you need to be shaken out of that complacency to see that certain things are not right. Certain things are not okay. You accept things, you get used to things, and then you realize, I was wrong. And I think perhaps one of the things that we as people need to learn to do is to allow ourselves to evolve as people, as societies. This shouldn't have happened. But even more than that, things should not have been in place in such a way that allowed it to happen. George Floyd was a person. He had a family. He had children. Whatever he did in his life is not for me to judge how he lived or what he's done. But he deserves to be alive. He deserves to be alive. He deserves to have had a chance to defend himself in a criminal justice system that values everyone blindly the way it's supposed to be. But we all know it's not. And now we're just seeing that for ourselves in stark terms. I know I'm the movie guy who makes cheesy movies. Honestly, all I ever really want to do is entertain people and bring people together over simple things. Find common ground, even if it's just that we all love Steve. <laughs> right? That's, that's the power of movies. We create these worlds that maybe we wish we could live in. Pure escapist entertainment is one of the best things about being a person, is that you can read a good book and escape into it. You can see a great movie and imagine what it would be like to live in that world, and, and you're taken into it. 
but we still have to live in the real world. Again, I know my position in life has been absolutely blessed. I've been lucky to be the person I am, to have been raised in the family I was raised in, to be born where I was, to be who I am. I have not known much by way of struggle. I know for a fact I've had some crappy things happen to me, but crappy things happen to everybody. And I learned from them, and they informed who I am. But not for a second do I step back and think that I deserved any of it. I've been lucky, and I have enjoyed the fruits of that luck. I have enjoyed the privilege, yes, the privilege, to be who I am. And despite some ups and downs, issues I've had with substance abuse, depression and anxiety, despite all that, I am a contented, happy person. And a lot of that goes back to my own feeling of security. Without feeling safe and secure, I can't do the things I do or be the person I am right now. I can't enjoy backyard bonfires. I can't truly enjoy being able to make movies and go out and sell them and show them and, and lead a life that allows me to share my creativity with the world. And I'm not trying to make it about me. But I don't know what else to talk about other than myself. <laughs> because I recognize that I have been lucky. And a lot of it I didn't earn. I was just born with it. And I'm recognizing that. I'm speaking it out loud. I recognize the luck I've enjoyed to be who I am and to do what I do. And as my children play upstairs, feeling safe and secure, I recognize that not everybody experiences that. Not everyone in this freaking world gets that luxury. And to me, they should be able to, regardless of who they are or where they're from. Everyone deserves to live their life feeling good about themselves and feeling safe and secure in the society in which they live. It is not okay that so many folks don't feel that way. It's not. And I refuse to accept it any longer. We need to be better. We need to do better. We need to teach our children to try to be good people, to be empathetic, to be decent, to not celebrate the pain of others. One of the ugliest things I feel like has come out of American society since the internet age really began is the troll culture, the enjoyment some people get in just being dicks, just being assholes. 
Why do you want to be that way? Seriously, I ask you, why would you want to be that way? And if you say, because it's funny, why is it funny? Why is it funny to you? Because the funny thing is, is whenever I've pushed back against trolls, they'll often freak out and try to, oh, it's just a joke. Relax, Myron. But a joke at whose expense and for what purpose? I guess my entire point of all this is that for shocked as I am by everything happening, I can only hope that better things come from it. Maybe people step back and say, I can do better. Be nice. Be good. Be decent. Be loving. Be caring. Be empathetic. Care about your fellow man. Help out your neighbors. Help out the people you know. Don't be selfish. Don't revel in the sadness of others. Don't be a fucking Nazi. There's a reason I made a movie called Where Skeeto Nazi Hunter. There's a reason why the Nazis are the bad guys. Don't be that guy. It's funny to me how many people love superheroes, but don't seem to understand some of the concepts behind what they fight for. I mean, I don't understand the mindset of someone. Do you watch uh, Captain America and you're like, go Red Skull? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what? Who, who watches Captain America and isn't like, go Captain America? What makes Captain America awesome? He fights for what's right. He fights for decency. He fights for, you know, the little guy. So be a superhero. Fight for the little guy. Because by fighting for the little guy, you're fighting for yourself. You're fighting for your family. You're fighting for your friends. You're fighting for your neighborhood. You're fighting for your community. You're fighting for your city, your state, your country. People often talk about the 1950s as this perfect era of America. And one of the reasons why people like that era so much is because there was this sense, at least there was in a lot of popular culture, that everybody took care of each other. Everybody knew their neighbor's names. They they had, uh, you know, the mom pop shop. You go to the butcher shop, you know, the guy who runs it, your friends, he gives you an extra pound of bacon on the side for free. You know, you're a community. I'm always talking about community lately. And it's becoming more and more important to me to really try and get across the idea that community is important. So to keep going, uh, you know, the 50s, people talk about it. It was it was the time when we were banded together as a society to, to fight the commies. But really, what people are celebrating is the idea of community. You know the people you live with? Everybody respects everybody. We, we kept our promises. We stuck to our oaths. But we fought back when we saw bad things happen, right? If someone's starting some crap, you jump in and you, you suck the guy in the jaw to make sure that the bad guy loses, that's the thing, right? Those old movies, and this is what I like about them, is, and I've talked about this many times, is the black and white nature of the good guys are the good guys because they do the right thing. The bad guys are the bad guys because they do the wrong thing. The right thing right now is to stand up for the people who have been wronged for the wrong reasons. That's the right thing. Everything I've been taught, everything I try to put in my movies, it's always about the good guys winning. And the good guys are the people who see the bad things and they do something about it. No one is like, I know the giant spider's eating people, but 
Have we ever wondered why people are putting themselves in the way of the giant spider? I mean, if you don't like it, just move and let the spider go through. I mean, no one's doing that. No one's saying that. Because that's stupid. The reason I like the old-fashioned stuff is that idea that we're a community of people. However diverse that community may be, we look out for each other. We care about each other. Why is that concept so foreign to these folks who don't get it? I don't, I don't get that. I don't get it. I really don't. We are better than this. And finally, we all must collectively admit that we have failed to a certain extent. But admitting failure is usually the first step toward fixing it. And that's okay. You can admit failure. Failure is by far the best teacher. Success is usually not a very good teacher because you become successful and you get lazy because you're like, yeah, I've already succeeded. But when you screw up, when you make a mistake or you just outright fail, the best thing you can do is look at that and say, why? What did I do wrong? What can I do better next time? What can I learn from this? So we as a society has failed. Things need to be fixed. And in the end, we'll be better for it. We really will. We will be better people. We will be a better society. And that's what we need. We don't need to throw more gasoline on the fire. We need to put out the fire, then heal the burns, and collectively say, no more fires. <laughs> Which is a terrible thing to even use as a metaphor, I guess, but it's, it works. And maybe it's a little incendiary, but I don't care. We can be better than this. We must be better than this. And I know I'm not talking about the Mimiverse very much, but I am. You who listen to this, you who like my movies, I talk about the community of the Mimiverse all the time. I genuinely care about each and every person who is listening to this, even if you're someone who doesn't like me. Or if you're that guy who's on Amazon being a jerk. I care about you and I wish you had a better life. I wish you could learn to be a nicer person and realize that you're just stoking negativity and hatred. And there's no real freaking point to that. It just makes you a jerk. We don't all come from the same place. We don't all look the same. We don't all think the same. We don't have the same religions and backgrounds and histories and outlooks on life. But we are a community, and I want our community collectively to do our best, to do more, to be involved, to make good, constructive changes. And it doesn't have to be on a large scale. Just in yourself. Just try to break out of some bad habits. Maybe think twice before you tell that joke. Maybe, I don't know, get to know someone you wouldn't normally and try to have a discussion. Try to see why it is they see things a certain way. And probably most importantly, give yourself permission to change your mind. Because I know that through all this, I've done a bit of soul searching and realized that, yeah, some of my attitudes need to change. Some of the things I've said and done in my life are not great. And I need to do better. I need to try to be better. And it's hard. I understand. 
Like I mentioned, I've, I've struggled with substance abuse and breaking out of that cycle is very difficult, but I did that. I can do this. I can, I can try. And honestly, if you're not a person of color, you can't understand this. And I don't from that perspective. I can't, I never will. And I admit that. So the best thing any of us can do is talk about it, acknowledge it, and try to set an example of how you should be. To go back to the 50s movies and the cheesy movies and the scientists and the good guys who are always the good guys, let's actually try to be those people. Let's be the good guy who does the right thing because it's the right thing. Look out for the little guy. Stand up to the bad guy. Be willing to put yourself on the line and realize that is what being the good guy is about. Is you fight the bad guy. It's because it's the right thing to do. And you're going to have people who don't want you to. They're going to fight you because they're entrenched in their own mindset or they're afraid they may lose their status or position. But you have to realize those are walls they hide behind. Those are conveniences that they just don't want to lose because change is difficult. You have to stand up. You have to say, no more. No more. And if anything I'm saying is making you mad, or if you're getting pissed off because I'm aligning myself with causes that for some reason you don't believe in. Okay. But maybe you should ask yourself why you're pissed off. Why are you mad that I'm literally sitting here saying that we need to just be better and that we need to try harder to protect everyone and, and be empathetic to everyone, regardless of who they are, or where they're from or the way they look. Why would that piss you off? Why would you let that piss you off? And what does that say about you that you would allow that to be something to make you mad? Because maybe you need to turn that anger inward and try to examine why you see the world that way. I mean, people like my movies because they want to live in this simpler time, right? And I like the simplicity of that era. There's no internet. TV isn't really taking over lives. You can go to the drive-in and make out with your significant other, you know, and your cool hot rod. Life is simple. But at the end of the day, again, it's about this idea of decency, goodness. But the undercurrent of that era was ugly. And I don't celebrate the 1950s and 60s for the horrible parts. I celebrate it for the parts that I think our society could use more of, and that is good people fighting the good fight and being decent and building communities and knowing your neighbors and taking care of each other, taking care of each other. That right there. We need to take care of each other. We need to help each other. We need to listen and do our best to be our best. I know I haven't talked much about my movies at all, but really it's all connected. We're all connected. What hurts you hurts me. Now is just not a time for me to be trying to sell you on the idea of throwing money at me. 
not this month. So I'm just going to wrap this up and again, say thank you for listening. Thank you for being a fan of my films. If I lost you along the way, I don't know that I wanted you to be a fan of my films. If all I'm doing is telling you that we need to be good people. If that's too much for you to handle, I don't know that I really want you to be a fan of my movies because we don't need you. If the idea of being a good person offends you so much that you're like, I'm not going to watch this guy's movies anymore. Good riddance. I don't care. And black lives matter. And we need to acknowledge that systemic racism exists and that it is a problem. And we all need to do what we can to make sure that we fix it. And it begins with all of us holding each other accountable, holding our society accountable. We need to be better people and admit that we need to do better. That's it. That's all it comes down to. George Floyd did not deserve to die. Thank you for listening. I hope from all of this, things get better. I hope that now that everyone has seen this and experienced this, and we're all living through this collective trauma that we can all start to actually try to be a better, more just society. I promise to do what I can and do my best. I will not take my position of privilege for granted any longer. I love you all. I really do. Even the people who don't like me. That's all I plan to do anymore. I'm letting go of anger. I'm letting go of grievance. I'm letting go of hate. I want to spread love and joy. It's all I've ever wanted to do. But that said, I will fight for a better world. I'm going to be the good guy. When the history of all this is written, I refuse to be a villain. Stay safe, please. Do what you can. Don't forget there's still a killer virus out there. Take care of each other and watch cheesy monster movies. Before I go, as I always say, be good. And this month, that's all I'm saying. I'll talk to you again next month. <laughs>